The Kutusich is Chelik Yutesh Shevtim Gimel Lili Nishmas of Yosef Benyamin Ben Bet Menashe Kaltman. What an amazing sicha we're going to learn today. We're going to explore the Rambam where he speaks about the halachas of Navi, of Navius. And we're going to ultimately uncover the contrast between the, our emuna in Teira, our emuna in the Navi, and how they contribute one to another. And this will be uh, based on the words of the Rambam, and it will actually lend a whole new understanding in what the Rambam is trying to teach us. So the first half of the Sikha is going to be questions, or is going to be leading us to the Biur, second half of the Sikha, the Biur. With regards to the commandment, which is in this week's parasha, parasha Shoftim, to follow, to listen and follow the instructions of the Navi, the Prophet, that may be in every generation. Zok the Rambam, the Rambam says, this is in Perik Ches, Halacha Beis, Shekol Navi, Sheyamoid Achar Moshe Rabbeinu. Any Navi that will arise after Moshe Rabbeinu, we do not believe in him solely because he produced a sign, a miracle that showed that he was someone special. Ella and say, oh, because we're going to say because he made a sign, that's why we're going to believe in him. Rather, it is because the commandment that Moshe commanded to us in the Torah and said, And Moshe says in Torah that if the Navi gives a sign, then you should listen to him. So first we have to understand what does this mean? What does it mean that we're not listening to him because of the sign, but we're listening to him because the Torah says that if he gives a sign, we should listen to him. The idea that we don't trust a person just because he produces a sign is understood very simply logically. Because a sign could be done through the powers of sorcery or magic. So we don't know for certain if this Navi is a real Navi to begin with. Which according to this we would conclude as ilu yutsuyer umevolt given zicher as this is nit belatu bekishuf. Hypothetically speaking, if there was a way to be certain that no sorcery or magic was employed, ubemela as there is a navi emes, and therefore we would know that this navi is a true navi. Voltman and voltman given mechuyiv tzufalginim. We would then be obligated to listen to him. Eich andem tzivu yelav tishmon. With, uh, even without the commandment in Torah to listen to him. Because the words of the Prophet are the words of Hashem. So what's the Ram trying to tell us? That we're not listening to him because of the ice, but we're listening to him because of the mitzvah. The Chayirah, we're not listening to him because we don't know if the ice is true. But if we know the ice is true, then why shouldn't we listen to him just because we know that he's speaking the words of Hashem? Is Aber. So here's what the Rambam means. al According to what we know, with regards to mitzvahs that were given before Matan Torah, that the fact that we fulfill these mitzvahs today is 
We're doing it because Hashem commanded it to us through Moshe Rabbeinu. Not because the Ebesher spoke to the Nevi'im before him. For example, the mitzvah of bris, which was told to Avram Avinu. We don't do the mitzvah because Hashem told Avram to do a bris, and that his children should do the bris. We do the mitzvah because of the mitzvah in Torah. We do it because it's a mitzvah in Torah. We can understand and apply the same logic to Nevi'im that came after Matan That on their own, without the Torah giving them veracity, they do not have the same level of strength as something that's in the Torah. Something that was given at Sinai. In other words, what the Ramam is saying is that you're true. That if this guy is a Navi, you would have to listen to him. Because it's Dvar Hashem. But nevertheless, it wouldn't have the same strength as a mitzvah from Sinai. But since the Torah says, a love Tishma'un, the Torah is giving the Navi, the Teikif, the strength, the veracity of it having as if, it, not as if, of, of it being a mitzvah from Sinai. We're going to bring up in the brackets that I was going to bring an example of an event, namely Matan Torah, that had two aspects to it. Had Isis Umayvsim, and also had uh, something greater than that. And the reason that we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu and in Matan Torah is not because of the Isis Umayvsim, but because of something deeper than that. As we can understand from the sounds and flames of fire that were uh, at Matan Yisrael. And nevertheless, as the Ramam explains here in the beginning of Perik Ches, the Yidin did not believe in Moshe Rabbeinu because there was this light show, this incredible, uh, these incredible signs that took place. Because then it would, it would, that would mean that Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah, Moshe Rabbeinu's words are, are based on a sign and not, don't have the strength of Torah, nor, Rather, the Rambam says, the very, the very event of Har Sinai is the proof. As it is written explicitly in the Pasuk, that what caused that Yidin should believe in Moshe Rabbeinu, through the fact that the Abishter came with Moshe into the thick of the cloud, so the people can hear as the Abishter speaks to Moshe, they experienced, they saw and heard Moshe as a Navi, Moshe receiving the prophecy of Matan Torah. And that's why we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu. Not because there was a sign, but because we actually saw him being a Navi. We saw it with our own eyes. So what we're seeing from these brackets is that there's two different things. There's experiencing or seeing a Navi in action. And then there's the Navi proving himself through signs and miracles. So when it came to Matan Torah, we didn't believe in Moshe because of the Kailas, Vilapidim, the signs and the miracles. But we believe, that we believe in Moshe because we watched Moshe be a Navi. Now let's go back to this Rambam that we're learning here on the Pasuke Lov Tishma'un. That's why the Rambam specifies. 
Elav Tishmon. Now the reason we listen to the Navi is because Moshe commanded it in the Torah. Because since it's a mitzvah in the Torah, it accomplishes, it gives it an extra uh, uh, strength which if there was a commandment that came through a Novi without the veracity of Torah, it wouldn't be the same thing. Until the point that there is a fundamental difference in halacha between the words that come from Torah and the words that come from Nevi'im in various different areas of how they have to be uh, implemented and when they don't have to be implemented. So the Rambam, so in Sif Aleph, the Rebbe is telling us that the Rambam is explaining to us that why do we listen to a Navi? We listen to a Navi not because he brought us a sign. Because then, even if we knew for sure that the sign was true, the Navius would only be, would only have the strength of a Navi. It would not have the strength of a mitzvah potato. But a said that Tayyidah says they love Tishmon. This gives the Navi Emes, the real, a true Navi, it gives him a taikif, a strength of being a mitzvah batayda, and that's why we listen to the Navi. That is the foundation of the Sikha. That is, the, uh, that is the, the basic understanding of this Rambam, that the reason we believe in a Navi, when a Navi comes to speak to us, if he brings an ois, the reason why we believe the Navi is because the Teyda says, Elav Tishmon, and thus gives the Navi a takif of a mitzvah shabbatayda. In Sif Beis, we're going to ask a question. That if this is the pshat, if this is the Ramam Shita, then the flow of the of the, of Perikhes, of the of the Ramam where this is discussed is not fully understood. And let's take it a paragraph at a time. According to this, however, the fact that we follow the Navi is because Torah commanded us to do so. Not just because of the sign, which means we're not just listening to him because he's a Navi. We're listening to him because a Navi, and the Torah tells us to listen to a Navi. It's going to not be understood to us. The Perikhes, which is this Perik that we're talking about in the Rambam, Perikhes of the fact that you didn't believe in the Nevoah and the prophecy of Moshe is not because Moshe made miracles, signs, but because the Ramam explains that someone who bases his faith on the signs could still have a doubt. It's still not 100% sure because we don't know if the sign was real. Nor, so there wasn't the signs. Why did the Yidin believe in Moshe Rabbeinu? Because of the event of Har Sinai, because our eyes saw this, not anybody else, not a stranger, and our ears heard this, not anybody else. So therefore, the Ramam is, expl- is explaining to us that the Nevoah of Moshe is true to us because we, we watched it happen. So that you, something that you saw happen is real. No. Is a messiah than Pedic, and towards the end of the Pedic, the Ramam says, as the Firach, therefore, if another person came as a Novi and, and did great miracles and great signs, and then tried to deny the prophecy of Moshe, we don't listen to him. Why? Because 
the prophecy of Moshe is not based on the signs so that we should compare this, this sign, these signs, to those signs and see which Navi produced greater signs. Ella, Rather, Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is true to us because we saw it with our own eyes. And therefore, any Navi that comes after it cannot deny the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's not up for discussion. We saw it with our own eyes. That's, the Ramam, that's what the Ramam says. The question that Rebbe is going to ask now is why does the Ramam have to go into the logic of saying that Moshe Rabbeinu is greater than the other Navi because we saw it with our own eyes? Why can't the Ramam just tell us that since the whole Taikif, the whole strength of the Navi is from Torah, so if he goes up against Torah, he's going up against his own, his own authenticity. He can't deny the authenticity of Torah because Torah is giving him his authenticity. Why can't the Ramam just say that? If that's the Pshat and they love Tishmon, that we believe in the Navi because it's a mitzvah shatziva meishah by Torah, so therefore anybody goes against the Torah, so he's Navi. Not a Navi anymore. Why does it have to go into this whole logic as if to say that the whole truth of this of this Navi or is based on the Navuah of Moshe Rabbeinu and not so much on the mitzvah shetziva batayra? That's what it sounds like the Rav is saying. Let's see it inside. The fact that we're listening to the to following the Navi Emes. Is because, not the other Navi, is because of the fact that Tater commanded us to listen to this Navi. And when it comes to a false Navi, the Tater tells us, don't listen to the false Navi. Who need mitzad the gresser about those as an redes dar Hashem. And not, we're not listening to this Navi because we are certain that his words are the words of Hashem. We're listening to him because, because Tater says so. So that Amun should have written this into the Sefer of Sefer Ayyad. That we're listening, the whole reason we're listening to the Navi is because Teda says so. And the Rabbi is making two points. Point number one, which is going to uh, uh, which is going to conclude with in a moment, is why doesn't the Ramam say this? Point number two, he's going to say now, is that if you're going into logical arguments, they don't belong in a Sefer of Alachas. They belong in, in Meren Nevuchim or other Svarim that discuss ideology or philosophy. In Sefer Ayad, it's the Sefer of Halacha. The proofs that the Raman brings should be Halachic proofs. But if you're going to bring logical arguments, why a Navi that tries to deny the Nevuah of Moshe is considered a false prophet, because he's coming, trying to deny something that you saw with your own eyes. Fits in more into the safer of the Ramam, the where the Ramam discusses philosophical arguments about the truth of Teda and other truths. So, question number one is why does the Ramam not say the simple, the simple deal, simple detail that you have to listen to the Navi because Teda says so, and therefore you can't deny. You can't deny the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu because that's where the Navi's taikif strength is coming from. Number two, why does the Ramam engage in logical arguments when we're talking a sefer ayah, the sefer of Allah? And here the Rebbe concludes the question. The Ramam should have said this din very concisely. 
The fact that we listen, we follow and believe the Navi. It's not because of the sign, but rather it's because the Mesha commanded us to do so in Teda. Even though if we don't know if the sign is true, or if it was done through sorcery or magic, nevertheless the Teda tells us that a Navi that does a sign, we believe him. However, if the Navi did major miracles and then tried to deny the Navu of Mesha, because the meat is the Makhish Amiti is with this he's denying Tayra, which Tayra says they love to smone. That you have to listen to the Navi because Tayra says so. He's a filuin boy, he's from Mephis, Litishmal, Davri Naviyahu. And even if his, if his promises and his signs uh, turn out to be true, you don't listen to him because he's going against the Tayra. Why does the Ramam engage in logical arguments and, and skip out such a basic point? So, so that's our question. Question, Sif Aleph, we explain that the Elof Tishmon gives the Navi the power of a, of a mitzvah, Shatziva Moshe Batayra. And then later when he talks about the person that goes up against Moshe Rabbeinu, he doesn't, doesn't use this argument, this, this detail to explain why the Navi is a Navi Sheker. And rather he uses, instead, he uses a logical argument which seems out of place. Gimel, if Gimel were going to ask another question. This other question that we're going to ask is that in Pedic Tess, there's a couple of times where the Rambam discusses a, a, a person going up against the Torah. And instead of saying that he's being makrish teira, he says he's being makrish nevu osoy shel moisha. We're going to ask the same question. Why does the Ramam not say that the problem is that he's being makrish teira? His whole entire, his whole entire take his whole entire authenticity came from teira. Now he comes to be makrish the teira. How can we do that? So again, it's a very similar question. And which means to say, it seems that the Rambam is placing major emphasis on the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that, and in a way that it's even greater than, than, than the fact that, that the person is going up against Torah. And we're trying to understand why. We find the Rambam connecting the whole idea of Torah with the prophecy of Moshe. Someone comes and says that Hashem sent him to introduce a new mitzvah or to take away a mitzvah. Or to explain something about a mitzvah. Something that we never heard before from Aisha. For example, say that tefillin have to be pink or something like that. Or if a person comes and says that those mitzvahs that were given to us through Meshach Rabbeinu were only commanded for that time and they were not given for eternal eternity. This person is a false prophet. Why? Because he is denying the nevuah of Meshach. The same thing happens at the end of Pedic. A person that comes and says that Hashem commanded him that idols should be worshipped. Just if, even if just today, or even if just for this moment, as it is, he's not a, a true prophet because he's denying the Nevu of Mesh. Move on. So this again is not understood. Since he is denying not just the Nevuah of Moshe, but he's denying a commandment in Torah. 
which we did in last week's parasha, parasha today, you should not add onto the Torah, you should not diminish anything from the Torah. They revealed mitzvahs are for us, for our children forever. So we see Torah tells us that you can't change anything, you can't add or take away anything. Torah tells us the mitzvahs are eternal. And this Navi is going against that. The Ravim should have said that the problem with this Navi is that he's denying the Torah. Which is its own category. And seemingly much more severe than denying the Navu of Mesha. As we explained in Sif Aleph, that the commandments that came through the Nevi'im, even including the Nevu'ah of Mesha, do not have the same strength as something that's in the Tera. So if someone, if a, if a person is standing up and to go against the Tera, then it's much worse than going against the Nevu'ah of Mesha. So the Ramam should have said that the problem with these people is that they're being makhish Tera. And instead, the Ramam says that he's being makhish the Nevu of Moshe. The reason why this is such a question is not just in the wording, or it's also because it seems to imply, it seems to be understood from the Rambam that there's something even more special about Nevuah than Torah. And that's why that becomes the bigger issue. And we'll see that in the answer, Taka, that that's Taka how the Rambam is explaining it to us. But in the question, we're trying to understand why is Nevuah Moshe given more credence than the fact that the Torah itself, especially based on the fact that we explained that the Torah is has a greater taikif, a greater strength than a tzivui that comes, a commandment that comes through Nevi'im. See if that we're going to try to answer. Um, we're going to try to answer this last question: why the Ramam uses the words lahakesh nevasesh l'meisha. However, we're going to have to refute that answer. The reason why the Ramam says that you're being Makhish Nevasa is because this gives us the proof that he's a Navi Shekhar. It's not just a, a fact that he's a Navi Shekhar, but it comes along with a proof. As the Ramam explained in Perikhas, as a Yezvi Nevoas Meshir, Abeinu Einal Piaesis, Ella Beinu Rinu, the Nevoa of Meshir was not based on signs, but it was based on something that we saw with our own eyes. So if a person denies the Nevoa of Moshe, then he's denying something that he saw with his own eyes. So the Amam is trying to explain to us why this is so terrible, what this person is doing. Because he's being makhish something, not just being makhish something that's written in a book, but he's being makhir something that he's denying something that you saw with your own eyes. If the Ramam was focused primarily on the severity of this of this prohibition of saying a false prophecy, the person's coming to say that an Abishter sent him to introduce a new mitzvah. Then I would have said that the problem is that he's going against the Torah. But since the Ram is not just telling us how severe this is, he's explaining to us why it's so terrible. Why is he a false prophet? And why do the, the dinim of a false prophet apply here? Ram says because he's denying something that we saw with our own eyes. However, this reason, this explanation is the Deich Gadol. Is makhish nevuasish shalmeishev alekin dazachvasri nuah unshmanuah makhish atayra kemavur ufridi kempedik. We already know this. 
we already we already know from the previous page from Pedic Chas that someone who denies the Nevuah of Moshe is denying something that we saw and we and we heard. So therefore something, someone who's Makhis Tayder is the Khmistaber Lehmar Dosidatam from Khaimir Alakas with Dinya Navi Shekhar. So this is so it's understood already that this is the reason why this is so severe and why the dinim of a navi sheker applies. When Alpiza and therefore the Ramam could have said In other words, you're trying to explain the suggested reason was that the Ramam is trying to highlight why this is such a terrible thing. But the Ramam already told it to us. The Ramam over here is referencing something that was said in the previous Pedic. I already know that someone goes up against the Torah is being makhish the nevuah of Moshe, which we saw and which we heard. I already know that. I already know that because we haven't already explained in the Pedic Ches. So over here where the Ram is talking about someone going against the Torah, he could have said, Lahakhisha Torah. And I would have understood that the severity of it is based on what was said in the previous Pedic. So it still doesn't explain to us why the Ram chooses to write Lahakhish nevuah Moshe and not Lahakhisha Torah. In Sifa, he's going to bring even a greater question. The question is even greater. And the reason why the question is greater, he's going to say in Sifa, is that in one instance, in one halacha, in Peruk Tess, the Ramam does use the word Lahakhishatayra. And in something that's very similar to the, to the earlier halacha, where he said Lahakhishatayra. Say one second. If there is a reason to say Lahakhishatayra, then why say Lahakhishatayra? If you can get away with Lahakhishatayra, then why over here does it say Lahakhishatayra? Why is there a difference in the two halachas and the Rambam, which are truly very similar situations? The Rambam actually does use the term What does he say? If he uproots something that we heard already from the Ebishter, or he came and he said that that he passed in the halacha. Hashem said this is the halacha. That is an aviyasheker. He's a false prophet. He's coming to deny the truth of Torah. The Torah says that Torah is not in heaven. So if he's if he wants to pass in the halacha based on a nevuah that's going against the Torah, he's not understanding the shina. So now we don't understand this change. But when this person wants to add a mitzvah or take away a mitzvah or say that mitzvahs were temporary or he wants to command people to do Avedazara, he focuses on the fact that the person is denying the Nevuah, the prophecy of Mesha. But if he's trying to, to change, a deen, not remove it entirely, but just to change a deen, or to paskin uh, in the name of, of Nevios. Why is there a change in Achmer? This question is even stronger. If a person wants to give a new explanation in something that, that we heard from Moshe, the example I gave before is he said, Tzillim don't have to be black. And on this, Ramam says that this person is a false prophet because he's denying the Nevuah of Moshe. Not only is he going against the Torah, he is, not only is he going against the Nevuah of Moshe, but he's actually going against this halacha of Leba Shemaimi. And from that, from that uh, Pasik, the Torah is not in the heaven. We learn that a Navi is not allowed to introduce his own things into Torah. 
It's the very same posik that the person who says the paskins are aloha based on nevua is, is doing wrong because he's paskining. And within the lakhshatayna, so not only are we asking in the previous paragraph that the alaramim sometimes uses lakhsh, one time uses lakhshatayna, and the other time uses lakhsh nevua. But the, the, the two different examples are both transgressing the same pasik. Why we differentiating and saying that if the person says that the Abishter sent him to change something, to give a different explanation in a mitzvah, then the way he was told by Moshe Rabbeinu, that's called being makish and someone who comes to say that Hashem told me to pass him like this, so not only does the Ramam use two different expressions, but the Ramam is using the two different expressions on the very same transgression. In both cases, the person is transgressing, transgressing, so why in, in one place does the Ramam say that the problem is and in the other place the Ramam says So very quickly, Sif Aleph, we established that the reason the Novi is a no, uh, the reason why we listen to a Novi is because not just because he brought an ice, but because the Torah tells us that if there's an ice, we should listen to the Novi. This gives the Novi the takif of a mitzvah Shabbat Based on that, we ask the question: Why is it that when the Ramam speaks up someone who's being makkish nevuah Moshe is denying the nevuah of Moshe? The Ramam doesn't just say that he's being makkish Torah and therefore. We, therefore, it's a Novi Sheker. Rather, instead of that, the Ramu gives a, a logical explanation that Moshe Rabbeinu is greater than this Novi because Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevius we saw with our own eyes. Why does the Ramu go into a logical argument and not keep it clear and concise that the person is going against the Torah and therefore is a Novi Sheker? The next question we asked is why in Patek Tess, when it talks about different examples of people uh, that, that are going against the Torah, does the Ramam not use the word Lahakish HaTorah and instead he uses the words Lahakish Nevuah Moshe? What is it about Nevuah Moshe that seems that is even a, a, a greater infraction than Lahakish HaTorah? And then we asked the question why even after a couple of times that the Ramam uses the term Lahakish Nevuah Moshe, does in one instance does the Ramam use the term Lahakish HaTorah and in an instance that seems to be transgressing the very same Alokha which earlier the Ramam said Lahakish Nevuah Moshe. And here he says Lahakish HaTorah. So we basically have to understand what is the Nevuah Moshe's impact on Torah that because of that, that because of that, the the uh, uh, Rambam expresses that as the problem of the, uh, that makes this person into a Novi Sheker. Before we go to the answer, the Biur of the Sicha, in Sivov and Zion, the Rebbe is going to suggest an answer on about the, uh, where the Rambam says that if someone says to do sort of a Vedazara, I tried to answer the question. We're going to refute the answer. It's actually a very, very interesting answer that brings up a very interesting aspect in halacha. The fact that by the very last halacha, referring to someone who's serving a vedazara, who, who the navi says that we that one that we should serve a vedazara, Ramam uses the term lahaches nevosesh al 
we could maybe answer this then we may be able to explain this by first prefacing that by prefacing that which it says in the Sifri on the Pasik for Dibir Aleim, the Navi should speak to them, not to employ, not to place a, an interpreter. Interpreter could mean either someone who's translating. You, in this case, it means someone who should speak out loud. Sometimes the Navi doesn't have a loud voice. So they, would, they can hire someone that should uh, uh, speak out loud, louder, so everyone could hear the words of the Navi. So, so that Sifri says, from the fact that it says, Vadibar Alem, the Navi should speak to them. This teaches us that they shouldn't have someone else to speak uh, in place of the Navi. Lefiza Kumtois. And according to this, we would conclude, as their din for Noever al Divri Anavi Chayev Misibadeshamayim, that this din, that if somebody transgresses the words of a Navi, he is Chayev, he is liable for Misibadeshamayim, a death by heaven, is Davkiv and inheritance Mepiyah Navi Atme. That din would apply only if the person heard the, 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 the words. From the Navi himself. Not if he hears it through the interpreter. Because since the mitzvah is that you should hear it from the Navi himself. So you can only transgress that if you heard it from the Navi. You heard it through the interpreter or through the loud uh, speaker. Then that would not be considered being over al Navi. In them. The Raga Chavar. As to this, as a feel of an inheritance, even if the person hears the 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 nevuah, the prophecy from the navi himself, is the chiyuv dafkiv an inheritance for navi beishen is nabe. The chiyuv of misbedei shemayim for someone who transgresses the words of the navi is only if he hears it from the navi in the time during the time that he is receiving the prophecy. But if the Navi received the prophecy from the Abishta at a certain time, and later the Navi relayed this to the person, after he received the prophecy, it's as if he would have heard it from an interpreter. It's not considered hearing it from the Navi himself, and therefore he wouldn't be for being over, for transgressing the words of the Navi. So, so this is a separate idea that in order for a person to transgress listening to the words of a Navi, you have to hear it from the Navi in the moment that he is receiving the prophecy. A piece of Zavin. So based on this, we can say as follows. That in the generation of Mesha, if someone went and transgressed a mitzvah, that he heard directly from Moshe. He's doing the machilik. See, it is over of mitzvahs of Edezara. Oh, the Ravand and mitzvahs. He would make a difference whether the mitzvah that he's transgressing is the mitzvah of Avedazara of idol worship, or if it's a different mitzvah. Why would it make a difference? By mitzvahs of Edezara, since the first two Dibreis were following here the approach. That the first two Dibris they heard from Moshe in the moment of Nevoah. And then Moshe came down off the mountain and taught them the other eight Dibris. But the first two Dibris they heard from Moshe as he was, as he was receiving the Nevoah. So if somebody transgresses and worships of Edezara, after hearing it from Moshe, Be'ezshemisnabe, not only is it a problem of Avedizara, it is also a problem of being over al divrei Transgressing the words of a Navi. 
Mashiach kibar under the mitzvahs. We bother when they get from Moshe Nachtam. We are to get from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Whereas other mitzvahs, where which were heard from Moshe Rabbeinu only later after he heard it from Hashem, is nitah bazei oich b'deilish al Moshe lechiv and everyone divrei anavi. So by them, even during Moshe's generation, it would not be applicable this uh, liability that he's being over al divrei anavi because it wasn't heard from Moshe directly in the moment of nevuah. So. Let's let's make sure we follow based on what the Raga Chavar teaches that you have that Oyver al Divri Anavi means Oyver al Divri Anavi Beishem Isnabe while he is saying Nevuah. So then, if somebody is in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu's generation and he's Oyver on Avedazara, not only is he Oyver on the Isra of Avedazara, which is an Isra Minatayda, he is also being Oyver on Divri Anavi. He's also transgressing the words of a Navi, which the Navi heard Beishem, which he heard from the Navi Beishem Isnabe while he was receiving the prophets. Under meat. Now let's go back to the Rambam. Under meat. Oh my God! Can't pass the machine in the lashon of Rambam now. And based on this, we can explain the change, the difference in the lashon of the Rambam. As the far as up to by Avi Dezara, lahachis to worship Shalmeisha. That's why by Avi Dezara, that the Navi comes and says that we should worship Avi Dezara. He says he's being machis to worship Shalmeisha. So Meram is saying the Rambam wants to allude to the fact. As in the Mtsivui Fun Mesha Fabidazara, that in Mesha's command not to worship idols, he's Fadam Nach and Inyam Yucha. There's another idea, another, another element. But Nesha to them was Satsivui from Tayra Vialtsivui, in addition to the fact that it's a commandment of Tayra, like any other commandment. To, and you have to listen to it. The Hainu, what's this extra element? Was Das is a Gedder from Sivuya Novi Beshimisnabi. It goes into the category of the commandment of a prophet during the moment of prophecy. Uvanimit said his Avery. And therefore, if a person transgresses this during the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, someone who actually heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu directly, he is also Chayiv Misa B'deshamayim. We bow this their din is not by Vedazara Kanal. Since this din is only applicable by Vedazara, as we explained in the previous column, because only a Vedazara did the Abish did the didn't hear from Moshe Rabbeinu Be'ez Shem in the moment of prophecy. Their far zaktas teramah. Therefore, the Ram only writes it with regards to the person who comes and says that Hashem commanded us to worship of Edizara. Because he's telling you that not only are you going against the Torah, but you're being also being over al Anavi, you're transgressing the words of a Navi. By someone who, who wants to change something that's in the Torah, because there's no issue of being over al Divri That's not an issue because those mitzvahs were heard only later. And as the Nugget Shavar explained, then in that case, over al Divri doesn't apply. So maybe we can explain, according to this, why by the by the by the person alleged Navi. That tells people to worship of Edezara, the Ramam uses the word Lahakish Nivu Asha to reference the idea that there's also a problem of being over al Divriyanovi. Siv Zion is going to refute this entirely. Number one, before we even discuss this answer. We have to recognize that in the beginning of the Pedic test, the Rambam, when it says if someone wants to be add a new mitzvah or take away a mitzvah, etc., wants to say the mitzvahs are temporary, the Rambam says 
that he's being Makish to Rosh Hashanah, and that wouldn't be answered by this because this whole answer is, is based on specifically Avedah Zara. So besides the fact that this doesn't really answer our question, it only answers half the question, the Avedah Zara part, is Echte Klolos Abiyur, this whole, but in, in addition to that, this whole explanation, that these words, are actually referencing or alluding to the of being over al Navi. this explanation is a, a very difficult thing to understand. Vile. For two reasons, Aleph. First of all, this din was in the time of it only applies in, was only applicable in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what happened happened? Not relevant anymore. See base? Uh, question a question base. If you think about this a step deeper, this isn't connected to false prophecy. No, it's it's a it's it's a element in the in the aveda of idol worship. According to this reasoning, if somebody was to serve aveda zara during the Deira midbar during Deira of Meish, without a navi, without a navi coming to tell him to serve, or without a navi saying that that, that you should serve aveda zara, person woke up one morning and decided to serve aveda zara. It also has the problem. Of Avril Divrei Anavi, because he was he heard from Moshe in Aliyah Lachalikim Achedim, and now he's going and he's serving idols. He's aimed at Amavol Givolt Miramis and the Dinah Nal, so the Rambam wants to allude to this detail, despite the fact of Maida Hava Hava, despite the fact that, it, that that it's in the past. But the Rambam wanted for some reason he mentions in the Haredah that maybe when Mashiach comes, it'll be applicable to that Dur once they come back to, to life. So the Rambam wants to baby mention this Din. It belongs in the Chazav Edezara. We need Bam Din from the Viasheker. It doesn't belong by Navi Yashaka, which Ram was discussing here, because it's not a Navi issue. It's a Vedazara issue. Anybody that serves a Vedazara, is being Ayyubal Divya Naviyahu. So therefore, this explanation uh, it was refuted. You can't say that the reason why the Ramam is telling Athakas is to allude to the issue, the issue of Ayyubal Divya Naviyahu. First of all, it doesn't answer the first time that Rama mentions Lachis Moses Malaysia. Second of all, my Dahava Hava. Third of all, if the Rama wanted to talk about this, he would talk about it in Hilchas Avedazara, and it doesn't really belong in Hilchas, the Halachas discussing the Navi. Now in Sivches, we're going to get to the beer. Waited long enough. Now comes the beer. And what we're going to do in the beer is we're going to actually explain that Nevuase Shalmoisha actually lends veracity to Teira. Until now, we were under the impression that Teira gives veracity to the Novi. Now, he's going to explain to us, the Nekudah Sabir is going to be that Nevuah of Moshe actually gives back veracity to Teira. And therefore, the Ramam says, because that's where the, the, the MS of Teira reaches, how the MS of Teira reaches us. And he's going to explain this in a very beautiful way. By explaining that, that there's a Maile in Teira and there's a Maile in Nevoah, and they're going to contribute to each other. And that's why the Ramam writes it the way he writes it, and it's Negea la halocha in the way the Ramam teaches it us. Let's start Sifches. We'll understand all of this by first introducing the explanation, Bikitsir al Kaponim, at least 
uh, briefly in Denver, when our month freer, and the fact that was mentioned earlier, Sif Aleph, that in the Geder Bahalocha, who be part of Satayda Bechlal, under Mailef, when Mitzvah Satayda Bahar Sinai, after Tzivuim Shalidei Anavim, which we spoke about how in Halacha there is a Mailef, there is an advantage to Mitzvahs in Torah, those that were given at Har Sinai over commandments that come through Nevi'im. Which is what we explained in Sif Aleph, that something that's in Torah has a greater takeif, a greater strength than that which is in, it comes through a Navi. Why is that? On the word Anoichi, which is the first word of the Sardibis, which the Sardibis is the, contains the entire Torah. The word Anoichi is an acronym for Anonafsik Savas Yehavis. Literally means I myself, I wrote and I inserted, I gave, I, I gave. The Abishter wrote himself and gave himself into the Torah, placed himself in the Torah. That the Torah is not just the, the, the words of Hashem, but the Torah is Hashem himself. Or to use the words of the Medrash, through Torah is, you have me, you take me, you are able to have the Abishter. Mustafar is move on. So this is the kudah number one that the Torah is a non-naf six service yavis. The Torah contains the Abishter himself. The kudah number two, second point was the far is moving as the mitzvahs are Torahs and the nitnar are mitul to kabbalah schar. Therefore, it's understood that the that, that the mitzvahs and Torah are not just a means, a conduit to receiving reward. Other to the greich and their ma'ila ve'iluf and zgula of a gemer. I'm not chaskeren of the gekade. Sure to receive to reach the level. Of being the treasure of the Abishter or the kingdom of Koyanim or the holy nation which the, we, we, we which we, which we can reach through Taita or the Tzad of Esabrias or as the Medrash says the Abishter gave us the mitzvahs to refine the creations. This is not the ultimate goal of mitzvahs to be us to be to be a means to an end of becoming a better person of reaching closer to Hashem or receiving a reward. The mitzvahs are the end. The mitzvahs are the ultimate goal and purpose to do the mitzvah. And and explains it a little bit better in the brackets. So you can't say about Hashem that He is God forbid a a means, a, a conduit to something else. Same way, you can't say that about the mitzvahs of Torah because they are not, they, they contain the Abishter. So if the Abishter is not a means to an end, then the mitzvahs are not a means to an end. This actually explains something which was discussed in the Rambam, that a person can't say that Torah is, is not eternal because it says that the mitzvahs are not that the mitzvahs are forever. And you can't say that anything will change, will be added, or will be taken away, which was one of the suggestions of the, of the Navi, which we decided, which we concluded is a Navi Asheker, because it's not possible to change anything in Torah. But now we understand why. Since the Torah mitzvahs contain the essence of Hashem, there can't be any change. Just like the Abishter is unchanging, so to the mitzvahs of the Torah, which are the Abishter or contain the Abishter, also are unchanging. In other words, then the Rosh Nakas Baruch Hu in the midst of the Torah of giving us mitzvahs was for us to receive reward or to reach a certain level. 
Then it would make sense to say that if the fulfillers of the mitzvahs, if the people change, then there would be a change in the mitzvahs. For example, if they reach the level, then maybe he doesn't have to do the mitzvah anymore. Because the whole purpose was to reach a level, and he reached the level. Since, however, the Abish's desire is something that is a, a core desire, not for any that's what the Abister wants, and for no other reason. So the Abister doesn't change, then nothing can change, and then the Tayyarit doesn't change. And this will, uh, similar to this, will see, will understand the advantage the great, uh, of Tayyarit over Navua. When a Navi gives an instruction, Go to a certain place. Don't go to a certain place. said for the benefit that comes from it. And therefore, they are temporary commands. Because once the benefit was reached, the commandment is not relevant anymore. Even commandments that come from a prophet that are commanding us to keep the words of Teda and not to transgress the words of Teda. V'zichru Teda's Meisha Avdi, for example, the, the, this Pasuk from the Navi Malachi, remember the Teda of Meisha, is there Mechum V'tachlis Nitzay Gufa, the Litzavis, Al-Divriyat Teda, they're also a means to an end. They're also for the benefit. They're commanding us to listen to the Teda. So listening to the Teda is, is taken not a means to an end. But the commandment from the Navi to, to listen to the Teda is a means to an end. Is listening, is, is listening to the words of Teda. And therefore, hypothetically speaking, if a person was to, 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 to do what the Navi said, then the Navi's, uh, uh, Navi's instruction becomes irrelevant. So, in other words, to explain the Mila of Teda over Navua, Navua is a means to an end, and therefore it's temporary. However, the words of Teira primarily are they themselves the will of the Abishter. There is the Abishter's core desire, and therefore, there, therefore, there's no change, and it's eternal. This is also the reason why a Navi is not allowed to introduce anything into the Torah. Because the words of Hashem that are in the Torah are greater than the words of Hashem that are in the Nevoah. As we just explained, the words of the Abishter in the Torah are not Navshi, are the Ratzana Asmi of the Abishter, and are not capable of change or and are eternal. In the words of Anavdvaravaya, the words of Hashem in the Nevuah are for a specific purpose, and therefore it is not eternal, and it and it could change. So we understand now, based on Tzif Ches, what is so special and what is so unique about the Dvar Havaya, the words of Hashem in Teir. In Tzif Tes, he's going to go the other direction. What about Nevuah? Avalpi has to take it from Teir, he's going to have to take it from Nevuah, even though the strength of Teir is greater than the strength of Nevuah. And specifically Teir stands forever and forever. For that reason alone, for that reason itself, there will be an advantage to the words to the words of a Navi over the words of Teda, 
with regards to the creation to the people. The Baal Teireh is the Ratnat Mishal HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Hecher Ben Yareich from Gad and Nivroim. Since Teireh is the core desire of the Eibishter, therefore it is immeasurably higher than the parameters of the creations of Hashem. They should be able to grasp and understand the very etzem, the very core of Teda. It's impossible. Teda is the Abishta himself. And for us, Nivroim, for us creations, it's very difficult to grab, to, to chap, to grasp the Abishta himself. Shaking the Vua. Which is the revelation of, of godliness to the creations? Gila Seida is revealing his secrets to people. Is Zayer Geder than the words of the Navi? If the conditions are met, that the Navi is fit to be a Navi. For example, he's wise and strong, etc. He does in an Afin as these Galus failed by Eden Lemata This could actually affect. To strengthen the Amun and the Abishta by the Yid. The words of the Torah are beyond him. And therefore, even though when a Yid does a mitzvah, he's grasping the Abishta. When a Yid learns Torah, he's grasping the Abishta. But it doesn't necessarily change anything in his external appreciation or understanding of a Lakos. But when a Yid hears a Nevuah, when a Yid knows that a Nevuah is true, the Nevuah was conveyed in a way that he should be able to appreciate it. And therefore it changes and strengthens his faith in the Abishter because he's seeing a Nevoah happen, a Nevoah that, that he could access, a Nevoah that he could appreciate. So now we have a Maile in Teira, Anon Nafshi, it's the etzim of the Abishter, it's the of the Abishter. We have a Maile in Nevoah that it's his Galus and Lekus to Nivroim, the revelation of Lekus to creations, to people. And therefore, it's something that affects the person much, deep, much more deeply and uh, 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 strengthens his amunah and the Eibishter. Now we're going to use this to go back to the Rama. Or basically we're going to be saying that it's through the Nevuah of Moshe that our faith in Teda becomes, becomes uh, 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 strengthened. And that's going to be why the Amam uses that term, but it's more than that. And the Rebbe is going to explain that it's actually the way that Amam speaks. He's not speaking it philosophically. The Amam is speaking as a halacha in Teira. Therefore, now we understand why the Amam elaborates in Perikhes with regards to the Amunah of Yidin in the Vuah of Mesha, Unteiras Mesha and the Teir of Mesha. But there's a Nitzdama Tzipur, but Teir and the Halacha, it's not just a story, it's actually a Halacha. Un in that Halacha is another Tzvein Yonam, but this Halacha contains two components. Aleph, as the Amunah, as I eat that from the Levi in the Vuah of Mesha, that's I've been taking from Ados. An Amunah Shlema Shein Beidayfi, number one, the Amunah that a Yid has in the Vuah of Mesha has to be with complete certainty, without any, a complete Amunah, without any doubt. In order that the Amuna should be in such a manner that it is with complete certainty, without any doubt, has to come from the fact that we saw it with our own eyes, we heard it with our own ears. Only then can it be a complete faith without any doubt. That's number one. This is what the Ramam discusses in Pedic. That the Nevuah of Moshe, which uh, in the Lashon of the Rambam, 
sorry, halacha base. Oh, halacha gimel. So the Ram is explaining to us not only the fact that we have to have a Muna in Nevoas Moshe, but also the fact that the Muna in Nevoas Moshe has to be because of the fact that we saw it and heard it, and therefore there's no doubt in our mind. Now that it says it's been a gift of the Rambam is Masbir, and this explains why when the Ramam explains to us why we should not believe and not follow the Navi that comes to deny the Nebuah of Mesha. I feel of an advised Asus Mavis Mugdil, even when he shows great uh, signs and miracles. On the Vuas Mesha, Rabbeinu Eina Pia Asus, Keshanarach Asus Zella Asus Zet. Because the Nebuah of Mesha Rabbeinu is not based on miracles or signs, so we should compare signs to signs. We saw it with our own eyes. We heard it with our own ears. This prophet wants to deny something that you saw with your own eyes. And this is and Our question was, why is the Rama bringing in uh, logical reasons? So he says, no, he's not just bringing an explanation. Why we shouldn't listen to him? Not a halacha. The Ram is introducing us another part, an element of the halacha. And this also contains two components. The complete certainty in our faith has to be so strong that even if somebody brings greater miracles and greater signs, credible things, it should not plant any doubt in that faith. In other words, the beginning of the Pedic, it was Pedic Ches. It was Pedic Halacha Aleph. It was in the beginning of the Pedic in Halacha Aleph, the Ramam is going in the positive. You have to have the Muna in Moshe, and you have to have the Muna in Moshe in such complete certainty because you saw it and you heard it. Then in Pedic Gimel, he goes to the other thing that you can't uproot that faith. You can't fight that faith. You can't place any doubt in that faith. Even if someone brings uh, uh, greater miracles, base. In order that this amuna should not become weakened through the other person's miracles and signs, this comes. This is able to be reached when a yid explains to himself. This is denying. This is this is contradicting the nevuah of Moshe, which we saw and we heard. Even miracles can do not have the ability to plant doubt in something that you saw with your own eyes. This means that the the, the complete uh, uh, certainty the, the, uh, of us not listening to him it's coming from the fact that he's denying something that we saw and we heard. So it's not an explanation that it's just to say, oh, uh, Moshe is greater than... He's saying like this. He's saying the halacha is that, that no, one is, no one should be able to deny, no one should be able to plant doubt in your absolute faith in Moshe Rabbeinu. And the way you reach that is by remembering, by explaining to yourself that this is something that you saw with your own eyes. You experienced it. And therefore it's real. And 
it's I don't know if maybe it, there's a that's the Ad Nakoda. The Ramam is telling us that that Nivuase Shal Maisha is what we need in order to to make the terror real to us. Because the Nivuasha is something We saw it, we heard it. So like we said before in, in the beginning of Siftes, that that Emuna, that Nivua has a greater impact on us sometimes because of the fact that it's for Nivraim. Therefore, the Nivua of Maisha is so real to us that it makes the Taita true to us. That's the Nakuda of the answer. The Nakuda of the answer that the Ramam is teaching us. That the reason why we believe in the Taita is because of the fact that the Nevuah of Moshe was Me'amis. It authenticated the Taita, as he's going to say in Sif Yud Aleph. Before we get to Sif Yud Aleph, let's look at Sif Yud. Just to show you within Halacha an example where you see that the idea of something that you saw with your own eyes has a whole nother level of authenticity. A witness cannot become a judge. Since he saw with his own eyes, he's there taikif the strength of what he saw takes away from him the ability to save, for the judge to save the defendant. In other words, the job of the, of the, of the judge is they should try to save him. They should try to, to, to justify. They should try to find the reason that he shouldn't be guilty. But if a person saw something, it becomes very difficult for him to think anything else. Because something that he saw with his own eyes is so true, is so real. And all of a sudden now to start doubting what he saw, to start uh, finding excuses for what he saw, becomes very hard. And therefore, once he saw it, he can't become a dying. But if it was something that he only heard with his own ears, even from a hundred Adam, it still doesn't have the same power, the same impact on the person as something that he saw with his own eyes. And therefore, when we realize that we saw it becomes so real that nothing could uproot it. And the deeper reason why the Abishter authenticated the Nevoa of Moshe at Maimid Har Sinai why did the Abishter authenticate Moshe's Nevoah at Har Sinai? So that way we should know that not only should it inspire us or should it, we should be able to internalize the truth of Hashem, but we should internalize the truth of Teda. What because we saw the Nevoah of Moshe, when did we see the Nevoah of Moshe? At Maimed Har Sinai. The Nevoah of Moshe, which has become so real to us, it also, it's, there's absolutely no doubt involved, it also authenticates for us the truth of Teda. Because it happened when the Teda was being given. 
Before we go right there, in the brackets, he says something beautiful. He says that Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah has two extremes. On the one hand, it has the extreme that it's the highest level of Nevoah. On the other hand, it didn't change anything in Moshe's Gashmias. It was, it was present in this physical world. And therefore, Dafkin Nevoah's Moshe, more than any other Navi, is able to have this, is able to authenticate Teira for us, which Teira, on the one hand, is higher than Nevoah, but on the other hand, the Nevoah authenticates Teira and brings it down to us. It has those two extremes, as does Nevoah's Moshe. The fact that this, this, the, the strengthening of our faith in Teira is brought to us through the Nevoah of Meshe. Because Meshe's Nevoah is at the highest level of Nevoah on two extremes. Both on the level of the revelation. It was the highest level of revelation. It was something that was seen very clearly and not through riddles and uh, and through uh, uh, things that had to be understood from something else. But on the other hand, Moshe remained standing uh, in his in his place, complete. The which was revealed to him as he was in this world as a regular complete person. When the when the is a nevuah keli, therefore his nevuah is the proper conduit to bring down teder. It is really higher than the parameters of the creations to bring it down into. The world of creation, and to accomplish by them the 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 the, the absolute certain belief and uh, 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 authentication of Tera. So we're beginning to get a picture of what the Raman was trying to do over here. The Raman was trying to explain to us uh, number one the halacha. We have to have a moon in Moshe Rabbeinu. Number two, the, the, the halacha that we're not allowed to let anything change that a moon in Moshe. How do we reach that? By realizing that the that, that, that the nevuah of Moshe is something that we actually experienced with our own eyes. And therefore it has the strongest possible authenticity, greater than any Navi that could bring any kind of miracles. And what this does for us is this authenticates Teda to us. This has the advantage that through the Nevoah of Moshe, it helps us understand that Teda is real. Because since the Nevoah of Moshe is real, and the Nevoah of Moshe happened at Har Sinai, it makes it, 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 Har Sinai by itself could have been beyond our reach, beyond our grasp. But through the Nevoah of Moshe happening at Maimed Har Sinai, it helps us believe in the Dvar Havaya, in the words of Hashem that are in Teda. And that's why the Rambam doesn't just say Lahakish Atoira in 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 Periches, where someone is being Makish Nevosah Shomoisha, just to say, well, he's missing out on the Elof Tishmon. In our question, the authenticity of the Novi was based on the authenticity of Teira, and therefore our question was just say he's being Makish Teira. But now we understand that while the authenticity of the Navi is coming from Teda, the authenticity of Teda, <laughs> excuse me, is coming from the Nevoah's Moshe. And therefore the Ramah has to elaborate on this to understand why the Teda, uh, why, what the problem is. The problem is, is that Moshe's Nevoah is so real and so true. And that's why the, the, the Navi who goes up against him is a Navi Sheker. Because since his whole authenticity is coming from Teda, but the authenticity of Teda is coming from 
from the Nevoa of Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore, therefore, if you bought the Hakas, Nevoa Seshul Moshe, there's a problem and you're a Navi Sheker. Now let's go to Perek Where the Ramam uses the term Lahakish Atayda, Lahakish Nevoa Seshul Moshe, and we wondered why the Rambam doesn't use the term Lahakish Atayda. The meat is a bit. Excuse me. speaking about somebody who says that the Abishar sent him to add another mitzvah, to take away another mitzvah, which means he's going up against the truth, the authenticity of Tayra. The Ramam says the Lashon that he's a false prophet because he's denying the Nevu of Mesha. This is why. It's not a, just a proof that he's a false prophet because he's going against the Nebuah of Meishan. No, their meat is the Rambam Nocha The Rambam is introducing another Halacha. Even though the Nebuah of Meishan is lower than Teira. But since the Nebuah of Meishan is authenticating, there's no change and you cannot introduce anything new therefore the extreme denial in this and not believing this navi has to also come because of the nevuah of Moshe. in other words what this person is doing is he's going up against the Torah he's denying this person is denying the truth of Torah so if I said it would be true. But the Ram is telling us something else. The Ram is telling us that the same, that the same absolute certainty and the same thing that we said with regards to Navu of Moshe, that you can't allow any Isis or Moivsim to deny the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu, the same thing has to be to the truth of Taira. That same authenticity, that same strength of of not believing in someone who wants to go against Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah, we ask to be with regards to someone who wants to go against Torah. So the Ram is saying, that this person who's going up against the Torah, the problem is not just that he's going against the Torah. The problem is, is that the Allah tells us that we cannot listen to him with the same intensity as someone who would, would be going up against the Nevoah of Moshe, which we saw with our own eyes, as the Ram explained in Pedichas, that's impossible to go up against because we experienced by ourselves. Same thing would apply to Abed Zara. Abed Zara is, is going against, going against Teda, going against the whole premise of Teda, the faith in the Abishta. And therefore, he's going up against the Nevoah of Moshe, that if someone says that, that we should serve Abed Zara, not only do we have to deny him, do we have to, have to not accept him because he's a Navi Sheker, we have to, we, we, why is he a Navi Sheker? Because he's going against Nevoah We have to uproot it with the same intensity as uprooting someone or something that's going up against the Nevoah of Moshe. What still remains to be answered is why when it comes to uh, uh, um, Akar Din, the person that wants to uproot a specific din in Torah, or wants to pask in the halacha based on a nevuah, over there the Ram says, that still has to be answered, that will be discussed in Seif Yud Gimel. Before we get that, before we get there, in Seif Yud Beis, the Rebbe is going to summarize, so to speak, and organize, explain to us how the Ramam organized these three prakim, Perik Zayin, Perik Ches, and Perik Tes, 
Based on this explanation, that in Pedic Chest, Ramam is talking about the, the authenticity of Moshe's Nevoah. And in Pedic Test, the Ramam is talking about the fact that the authenticity of our belief in Torah is based on the Nevoah of Moshe. Now we understand the order of how the Ramam organizes the Prakim. In Hilchis Seder Teira, Perik Zaynet, which we didn't discuss really in the Sicha, read the Rambam begging in your Nevoah Bchalal. Perik Zaynet, Rambam discusses the concept of Nevoah. When I read Nevoah, Smeishat and Zichti Maylach, Higdilus of Nevoah, and also how the Nevoah of Moshe has in it is the greatest level of Nevoah. The matter of Ali Bchidos, Moshe was standing, and other Nevoahs, other Nevim were not. It's a bunch of details. There's Maylach in the Pratim. There's the details of why Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah is greater. Now, as a follow-up to, to the greatness, the great level of Moshe's Nevoah, he's a mamshech in the Perik Shlachar, he continues in Perik Ches. There's, a, there's another greatness to Nevoah's Moshe. Moshe's Nevoah was something that we saw and we heard. So not only is Moshe's Nevoah greater because of the way it was it was passed on the way it was done, the way it was experienced, which was explained in Pedic Zion. There's another advantage to Nevoas Moshe that we, excuse me, <clears throat> that we saw it, that we experienced it, and therefore it's the most real thing that exists. But now that you tell me that the Nevoah of Moshe is connected to Mamad Asinai, Zogtin divided the Kampedic, now he says in Pedic Tess, that because of this, Moshe Rinu's Nevoah could authenticate our faith, our Emunah in Teir, which is higher than Nevoah. Thus, was Teir is a medes leilum leilum We ain't Navi Rashi l'chadish davar. The fact that Teir is forever. The fact that a Navi cannot introduce anything new to the Teir. We may lay by Navi kum to zok shavai shloch and a mitzvah is a machas versus salvation. And therefore, since Moshe's Nevoah is ma'ames, it's authenticating Teir, if somebody comes up against it and stands, rises up, Against the truth of Teda, he's going against the Nevoah of Moshe, which authenticated the Teda. Amazing. Albert, Sifid Gimel is going to explain the last question why, in this person who's Akar, Dover, or wants to pass in a deen, does he use the term Lakhesh or Teda? The based on what we explained. Someone wants, if someone goes up against the Teda, he's be machet the Vosah Shomeshek, and the Vosah Shomeshek was ma'ames, authenticated Teda. So, so he's going to explain. Oh, but they lost ma'ames, and the Vosah Shomeshek tribe that I'm a believer to get to a novi. This term, la'ames, and the Vosah Shomeshek, that I'm a writes it with, with regards to a novi that says that Hashem sent him to Adam Mitzvah. Or someone who says that they should serve it to him. Shaking in the Falvan Akar government, but if he wants to just uproot one thing that we learned in the name of Hashem, Oisha Omar Khulu Shavai Tzivil Shadin Kacho, he wants to paskin Alocha, Zokta Nitla Akas Nazar Sumesh and Akas Ateda. Over there, he doesn't use the term Akas Nazar Sumesh after this whole explanation that the Akas Nazar Sumesh is, is, is helping us understand the authenticity of Teda. All of a sudden, Ram uses Akas Ateda, the beard in them. When a Novi wants to send, who says that Hashem sent him to add a new mitzvah, to take away a mitzvah, or to say something that we did not hear from Meishe Rabbeinu, certainly he says to serve a Vedazara, he's the mechuvim from Zain Dibur to Makhesayim, that you say to Mamedar Sinai. 
the intent of his words is to deny, is to object, is to uh, the, the whole foundation of Maimed Arsinai. The whole foundation of Maimed Arsina is that the Abister chose Meshe Rabbeinu and gave through Meshe Rabbeinu, gave to the Yidden the entire 613 mitzvahs, the complete Tater, which is eternal. And since the Maimed Arsina, as we explained at length, was authenticated for the Yidden through seeing and hearing the Nevuah of Mesha. So if he goes up against the, the, the truth of Tera, he's going up against the Nevuah of Mesha. But if someone who doesn't say, Mesha never taught this, he's saying that now it's time to change it. Mesha taught it, he was right, and it was all good, but now we have to change things. Or he wants to paskin Allah. He said, It's not denying the foundations of the whole Tera. And at no, we're gonna din prati in Tera. He's talking about one specific din in Tera. As late Zayn Nevu is the din kach. That according to his prophecy, the din is like this: Bizas as kenzan as kibin as aloka. The tami is a tami. The tayr is a tayr. He could be right. He could be that what he said was true. That the tami is tami. The tayr is tayr. And kumka maham is a din from Tera. He's actually authenticating the din of Tera. However, how he's doing it is wrong. We're not saying that, he's, that, that, that what he's saying is against Tera. How he's doing it is against Tera. The fact that he is coming to, to, to change something or to paskin is going against Tera. Therefore, the Ram doesn't use the word Lakis no Sumation. Not Lakis because this person, the person who says that this doesn't apply anymore in this way, or he wants to pass in the he's not denying the whole Tera. He's, he's not denying Maimed Har Sinai. He's denying one Din and Tera. We need to call you nor is he going up against the foundations of Tera, which were authenticated through the Nevoah's Mesha, which we saw and which we heard. And therefore, the Ram doesn't say Lakis Nevoah's Mesha, because Ram only uses those words when the person is going up against the whole foundation of Tera and the whole foundation of Maimed Sinai. But a person comes and says, Pasch wants a Pasch in Aloka, he might even be consistent with Tera. It's just that he's going up against the Prat of Leibah Shemaimi, and therefore he's being Makish Tera, therefore he's a Navi Sheker. But we don't use the word Lahakish Nevoah Shemaisha because this specific instance is not one that is going up against the whole Tera. And now we understand what the Ram is trying to do, the Ram is teaching us. That the Amunah that we have in Meshe Rabbeinu is not just an Amunah in the, fa- in the fact that he was a Navi, but, in, but, but the fact that it happened at Maimed Sinai helps us authenticate in our minds the, the, the veracity of Tera, and, there, and, and therefore, even though Tera is really higher than Nevuah, but the Nevuah, because we have more access to it, we're able to appreciate it more, it actually helps us understand and believe in the truth of Tera.